All thanks and praise is due to God. We seek God's help and forgiveness. We seek refuge in God from the evil within ourselves and the consequences of our evil deeds. Whoever God guides will never be led astray. And whoever God allows to go astray will never find guidance. I bear witness there is but one God, alone, without any partners, and I bear witness that Muhammad is God's servant and God's messenger. O oh, you who believe, be mindful of God, as is God's due, and make sure you devote yourselves to God to your dying moment. Assalamu alaikum, dear sisters. It's my pleasure to be here with you today. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the most merciful, I'm honored to have this opportunity to share with you. I am but a humble servant of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, glory to God, the exalted. And a Hajjah, who has completed the Hajj pilgrimage like many others before me and many others after me yet to come, inshallah. Which means God willing. I ask your grace and patience as I strive to inspire you with a story of the transformative power of Hajj. May Allah be pleased with this khutbah and my intentions. And if I say anything that is displeasing, I ask Allah for forgiveness, for forgiveness, and I ask for your forgiveness as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dictated through the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him, the five pillars of Islam, the declaration of faith, shahada. There is no God but God, and Muhammad is the final messenger of God. The five prescribed prayers, salat. Fasting, swam during the month of Ramadan, charity, zakat, the pilgrimage, hajj, to Mecca, once in one's lifetime for those who can afford it materially and physically. The hajj is ordained in the Quran and the steps performed are in the example of Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him. The hajj always takes place on the same six days of the lunar calendar, beginning on the eighth and ending on the 13th month of Dulhijjah the last month of, this, of the Islamic calendar year. The rites take place in five locations in and around Mecca, on the outskirts of the holy city, in the holy masjid, the Haram, on the plains of Arafat, at Mustalafa, and at the Jamarat. Each rite must be completed in its prescribed time. My hutbah today focuses on the fifth pillar, the Hajj, but not on the steps of the Hajj but on the transformative power of the Hajj. You may be wondering why here so early in the year, long before Eid, that we would talk about the Hajj, even before Ramadan. Well, why not now? If you have not yet completed the Hajj, I want to inspire you. If you have made your intention to make Hajj in 2020, I want to congratulate you and make dua for you as your Hajj is already started. If you're a Hajj like me and so many others in this room, then I want you to join me in remembering the gift of the journey to the Kaaba and the completion of the Hajj rites. As Hajjs, we walked or ran in the footsteps of Hajjah and drank from the same well of Zamzam water. My prayer is that as many Muslims and Muslimas, just people that want to be in this faith, and desire, be able to complete the fifth pillar. And I especially want to inspire you, my beautiful sisters. Alhamdulillah. Using my experience as an example, I've organized this story with five touchstones, I'm calling them, or words or concepts that may resonate with you. First, intention. 
Surah 6, the cattle, ayat 162. Say, truly, my prayer and my service of sacrifice, my life and my death are all for Allah, the cherisher of the world. I was not born into Islam, nor did I actively seek it out. My religious experience was as a Christian, specifically United Methodist. And later as a young adult, I experienced other paths trying to find my spiritual home. It was not until about 10 years ago as a mature adult when I, the carefree spiritual person, married my Muslim husband and learned that Allah had other intentions for me. The first Friday after I was married, I felt called to make Shahada and boom, my journey began. I knew very little about Islam and the Quran other than my observations as a guest at various masjids. But suddenly my life was now driven by intention, learning to pray, struggling to learn the prayers and then pray them five times a day, organizing my life as a new Muslima. It was a challenge and a joy, all because I made intention. Making the intention to make Hajj is sort of like the intention to embrace Islam. No matter what anyone shares or tells you about the Hajj, you cannot really know what you are about to embark upon until you make that intention. That is the challenge, that is the joy of embarking upon the journey to complete the fifth pillar. The second touchstone is journey. Indeed, Hajj is a journey. The word Hajj means to set out for a place. Surah 22 al-Hajj, the pilgrimage, ayat 27, and proclaim to humankind the Hajj, pilgrimage. They will come to you on foot and on every lean camel. They will come from every deep and distant wide mountain highway to perform Hajj. In making Hajj, there's the physical journey to Mecca to pray at the Kaaba, to not just pray toward the Northeast, but to be there in Mecca, Saudi Arabia, at the Kaaba, circling the sacred building with thousands of men and women as part of the millions who come every year to make the sacred pilgrimage. And there's also the singular journey of knowing that you are actually now one of the tiny specks in the aerial pictures of the people performing the tawaf, which is the circling around of the Kaaba. No matter your station in life, you recognize you are but one of many, and yet Allah has answered your call, your call to visit the Hajj, to be at the Kaaba. You've been blessed to be one of the invited, and Allah knows you, knows your intention, and has invited you to the Hajj. Surah 45, the kneeling, ayat three. Indeed, within the heavens and earth are signs for the believers. The first time I heard the word Hajj was as a teenager, reading the autobiography of Malcolm X. I remember reading the description of his journey and being impressed that this trip was the catalyst for Malcolm's transformation to a Hajj Malik al-Shabazz. I didn't really understand the meaning of Hajj, but he had experienced something awesome. When my husband and I made Hajj in 2015, I didn't realize until midway through our pilgrimage that it was the 50th anniversary of the Hajj journey of our Hajj Malik. Looking back, I now feel like Allah was leaving signs for me to get on the path even at the age of 17. Hajj is a literal demonstration that you are part of something larger than yourself and that in itself is worth the journey. In Ahaj Malik's letter from Hajj to his followers, he said in part, there are tens of thousands of pilgrims from all over the world. They were of all colors, from blue-eyed blondes to the black-skinned Africans. But we were all participating in the same ritual, 
displaying a spirit of unity and brotherhood that my experiences in America had led me to believe never could exist between the white and the non-white. This still resonates, and for sisters that have felt in any way lesser than, at Hajj, you will be rewarded to see that you are the same as any believer. You are worthy, dear sister, to make this journey, and as part of the journey, I think particularly for women, it is to know your self-worth. Personally, I have been on a journey to find my spiritual home. I took a big leap of faith forward when I made Shahada. I found my confirmation when I made Hajj six years later. The third touchstone is Takul, trust in Allah. When performing Hajj, you will run or walk between the hills of Safwa and Marwa, the same hills where Haja ran in search of sustenance for her son Ishmael after being left there in the desert by Ibrahim. Surah 14, Ibrahim, Ayat 37. Lord, I have settled some of my offspring in a barren valley near your sacred house so that they could be steadfast in prayer. Lord, fill the hearts of the people with love for them and produce fruits for their sustenance so that they may give thanks. This ritual, the commemoration of Hajar running seven times between the hills of Safwa and Mawa, is called Sa'i. The spring that Allah brought forth for Hajar and her baby son is called Zamzam, which also still flows in abundance. What Hajar went through, uncertain if she and her baby would survive in the desert, was a physical struggle powered by faith, by trust in Allah. When the water started to flow and the first set of travelers reached her and her baby, they were in a position of power because they controlled access to the water and had something to barter and trade with. And as sisters, you may struggle first, both materially and spiritually, to make the commitment to make Hajj before Allah opens up a way for you. As a woman, oftentimes we struggle to put ourselves first. I remember when as a young single mother, I always bought my children new clothes while frequenting thrift stores for my own wardrobe. And now I'm deciding to make Hajj with my husband during a period when we had the time and the funds, I first wondered about spending that much money on ourselves, even though all of our children were adults. Then when it appeared that we may not have quite enough money and time for both of us to make the Hajj, I seriously considered that perhaps only he should go this time and I could go at another time. After all, he had been a Muslim since the 70s, and I had converted only six years before. But then I knew, I, me, myself, I really wanted to go to Hajj, and I wanted to go with my husband. And if my husband was going to go, then I was going to go. And we agreed to put our trust in Allah and find the final funds that were needed. And similarly, you may worry about your ability to complete the rites while on Hajj, each person has their doubts about the physical nature of the journey, your body's ability to hold up, apprehension about crowds, inability to speak Arabic, just fear of the unknown. The remedy is trust. Trust in Allah. And in this, you will learn to trust in your own capabilities to succeed. You will not be alone in your journey, your struggle, your fleeting doubts. It's part of the journey of Hajj. Who would you be? to doubt Allah. And in this lesson, you will see demonstrate on such a grand scale that upon your return home, it will help you with the everyday burdens of life and put them in a different perspective. As a friend once says it to my husband and I, once we return from Hajj, 
You're Haji. You can do anything. Four, forgiveness. Sur al-Bakra the cow, ayat 199. <clears throat> then depart from the place whence all people depart and ask Allah for Allah's forgiveness. Truly, Allah is all forgiving, most merciful. I'm going to read that one again. Then depart from the place whence all people depart and ask Allah for Allah's forgiveness. Truly, Allah is all forgiving, most merciful. Before we leave for Hajj, we must ask for forgiveness from anyone we have ever wronged, repay our debts, and also forgive others. It's said when we make shahada, we are leaving behind our past lives and our sins are forgiven. In the same way, when we make hajj, all of our sins are forgiven and we are renewed. I remember the day of Arafat. It's a day during the hajj that is spent in prayer, asking for Allah's forgiveness. Arafat is a day when millions of sins are forgiven. It is a remembrance of the sermon, the last sermon of the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings be upon him on the ninth day of Duhijah. And it is said that the day of Arafat is a day when the religion of Islam was perfected and the final verse of the Quran was revealed. Surah 5, Ahmadiyya, the table, ayat 3. Today I have perfected your religion for you and I have completed my blessing upon you. I have approved Islam for your religion. It was extremely hot that day, so the sisters in our group did not attempt to climb the hill of Arafat. We, and I think most hajis, stayed in our special large tent in Arafat praying and listening to the hutbahs of our imams. It was a beautiful day. We spent the night at Musdalifa, and I remember being very content, and I could barely sleep. Not because we were sleeping on thin mats on the rocky ground, but out of the excitement of the feeling of forgiveness. One of the pictures I love the most from my journey is of me looking happy, freer, younger, sitting on the rocks. The next day, we returned to Mena and only had a little time to regroup before it was time to start out for the first day of stoning the Jamarat, a symbol of the devil. We do this part of Hajj to remember Abraham's struggle against the whispers of the devil, telling him to disobey God's command about sacrificing his son Ishmael. Hajj is like the ebb and flow of life. One day we're on a high, the next day we're reminded that completing Hajj does not eliminate our spiritual struggle, our jihad. Hajj strengthens us for the challenge, and we had three more days to complete. Five, transformation. The stoning of the Jamarat with pebbles is the one right that someone can complete on your behalf. But I was still on such a high from the day before, and it was early in the day, so I felt that I would be fine to walk to the Jamarat. The many experiences of that day were more, or are more, than I can include in this hutbah, but I will summarize it by saying, I was tested, I was severely challenged. But Allah, the most merciful, was with me, and when I asked for help, it came in a huge rush of knowing that indeed, I had a personal relationship with Allah. Allah Akbar, Allah is the greatest. On that first day of stowing the drama hot, I became dehydrated. I already had a bad knee that kept dragging me along in the rear of the group for every walk. And this walk to the drama rot and back had been particularly challenging. It was hot, it was getting hotter. We had even left one of our sisters on the side of the road in a safe place to wait for us to return. We made it to the drama rot. We threw our seven pebbles at the pillars representing the devil, and we started the journey back. 
In the last part of our return to our tent in Mena, I was dragging behind, hot, with my husband walking a few paces ahead of me. I was a little frustrated, wondering why my husband didn't slow down, slow his pace so he was beside me. Just then, my husband points, telling me, look, there's a man on the side of the road, a man wrapped in blankets, and the gentleman had died, expired right there on the street. Indeed, some people do come to the Hajj with the intention to die at Hajj. Some believe it is a great honor to die in such a purified state of worship. But I didn't look, and I told my husband, no, I don't want to see him. And I told myself, I came to Hajj to live. I did not come to die. Then I did something I never imagined doing. I threw my hands in the air, and as I walked, I started praying out loud. I asked Allah to help me, to not leave me alone here on the street. I begged Allah to please let me return safely to our tent. And it was in that moment, praying aloud outside in the street to Allah, that I truly realized that we each have a personal relationship with Allah. That's why my husband was ahead of me a few paces. Allah needed me to be right there where he could talk to me individually and answer my prayers. That was the validation I had been looking for. Allah heard my prayer, and within moments we turned the corner and I could see that we were nearing our tent. My husband walked beside me, he helped me along, he made sure I got in my tent with the rest of the sisters, and then I laid down to rest. I didn't know until later how worried my sister tour guide and sister doctor were about my health. They gave me electric light beverages, they watched over me as I slept. My feet had swollen since arriving in Mecca, but now they were back to normal size and they stayed that way for the remainder of the trip. When I awakened from my nap, I felt rested, renewed, grateful for the physical and spiritual transformation of my Hajj pilgrimage. Surah 57, Al-Hadid, the Iron, Ayat 28. O oh, you who believe, you shall reverence God and believe in God's messenger. God will then grant you double the reward from God's mercy endow you with light to guide you and forgive you. God is forgiving, most merciful. I say what I say. May Allah forgive us all. Make dua. Alhamdulillah, all praise and thanks are due to God alone. After I returned from Hajj, I realized that with this gift of spiritual transformation comes a great responsibility, a renewed commitment to the deen, to Islam, I am here today, dear sisters, because of that responsibility. I can't tell you what you will get out of Hajj. Perhaps you will be tested with that you fear the most and rewarded with that you seek the most. I don't know if you'll be transformed, but I can tell you that I was, and I felt that I had received a tremendous gift, the gift of a path that I had been seeking all of my adult life. Then one day in the summer of 2017, I was making prayer, and Allah gifted me with a purpose. He interrupted the prayer, and the next thing I knew, I was running around telling people I needed to start a project to form the Haja Project, an organization of sisters to educate and inspire sisters to make Haj a little bit more of a priority in their lives. We launched in 2018, and our first project has been to give cash gifts and in-kind gifts to sisters in Los Angeles 
who are making a first-time trip to Hajj. Our tagline is a vision, a mission, a sisterhood. We don't send sisters to Hajj, but our gifts do help offset the costs. As the Hajj project grows, we hope, inshallah, that the gifts will become larger and larger. The Hajj project is my passion. I thank Allah for this gift every day. If you're interested in learning more about the Hajj project, you can ask during the Q&A session after. And we have an event coming up on March 21st called the Fifth Pillar at Masjid Al-Taqwa in Al-Tadina. I hope that you will support us and come learn more about Hajj. Thank you for allowing me to share this remembrance of Hajj. I hope you are inspired and I pray that inshallah you are able that you will be able to achieve the fifth pillar of our wonderful faith. Allah is calling you to Hajj. Allah made it an obligation, so if you can, you should do so. Watch for the signs in your life. Allah knows your heart and is waiting for you to ask for the invitation. Pray, save, strive, dream, make your intention, ask, go, inshallah. Surah al-Baqarah, the cow. Indeed, as Safwa and Marwa are among the symbols of Allah, so whoever makes Hajj to the house of, or performs Umrah, there is no blame upon them for walking between them. And whoever volunteers good, then indeed, Allah is appreciative and knowing. God commands justice, doing good, and generosity towards relatives, and God forbids what is shameful, blameworthy, and oppressive. God teaches you so that you may take heed. Quran 1690. Recite what has been revealed to you of the book and stay consistent in prayer. Indeed, prayer restrains the human from lewd and wicked behavior, but the remembrance of God is even greater, and God knows everything you are doing. 2945. Makima Salat, let's perform the prayer.